everybody. Get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a check for under $20. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but foodie married beast anyway. And together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. I'm delighted to be here with the glamorous, gorgeous Nikki Nellis. Mm-hmm. And we were at a wedding yesterday. You were glamorous and gorgeous. Uh, hubba, 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 it's a beautiful hubba, wedding. Hubba. And we got a great show. We got a beautiful mm-hmm. day and a great show in a city of a thousand and one Pizza places. We've got two of the great ones here with us today. Uh, the guys at Timber Pizza have achieved superstar status. Have you not, Andrew? Right. And Andrew Dana's here. Now they're going to roll out. I think you out. got your start here, though, right? Here about two, three years ago. Right, yeah, before, before your first came, brick and mortar. You know that he kissed my ring finger? It was really. <laughs> true. It just, it was amazing. I owe it all to you guys. But uh, uh, now Andrew and Get his in crew, line, you and everybody I'm else. I'm trying to talk here. I and know, introduce I'm sorry. Can you just sorry. be quiet? Okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, they're going to roll out something called Doughboy, which is great bagels. I already been sneaking some. Doughboy? Yeah. Call no, your mother. It's called Call Your Mother. Oh, you're Doughboy. Yeah, it's I'm called Call Boy. Your Mother. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So okay. call your mother about Doughboy. <laughs> what, what do I know? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, I was reading about that uh, Andrew is a.k.a. Doughboy, and I got hung up on that. Okay, all right, all right, go ahead. <laughs> Whatever. All they're right. they're going to come eat your bagels anyways. All right. All right, so Texas Day Brazil in uh, D.C.'s Mount Vernon Triangle. Uh, offers a unique blend of Brazilian culture and fare complemented by Texas hospitality. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means yet, but we're, we're going to find out. out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're yes. going to be joined by Texas Day Brazil's event manager, Courtney Bond, on the phone. And her folks are in here plating food for us now. Right, because we and, need more food. And Daniele Catalani <laughs> from Pistoia. Uh, we got more pizza. Daniele, we know, I mean, I, I think the world knows you from your work at Galileo and other places. That's where you and I first met, right. like yes. 20 years ago. A long but time now ago. he's gone on to fame and fortune with his own place, Cucina Al Volo, where the pizzas are Not uh, just sublime. Pizza. But, and, All, and rest of his of food. food. But I mean, you've got great pizzas, yes? Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. okay. So we're going to have a pizza. Well, we can't have a pizza battle. No, not today. Yeah, no Andrew, today. Andrew's huh? a pizza pacifist today. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Now, one of America's most successful annual fundraisers is one you probably aren't aware of because it happens on the left coast. Uh, it's called the Sonoma County Wine Auction. And the West Coast. No, that, the left that's the coast, coast is called. Oh, I don't call it that. I no. just call it the West Coast. Because you're not a hep cat. <laughs> I guess not. No. Anyways, <laughs> since they started this, uh, this fundraiser, it's raised $29 million to support community organizations out there. And this year's event is especially meaningful because of the fires that right. burned out over 5,000 homes and 100 businesses. So we're going to have George Hamel from Hamel Family Wines on to talk about the event mm-hmm. and to tell you how you can in- get involved online. And yes. restaurateur Hakan Ilhan, right? I'm yeah. doing it right? Yeah, you did, yeah. It's a tough one. Even, nice and I've known him for years. Okay, this is the but, longest introduction ever. Oh, be ever. quiet. Mirabelle is his great restaurant. It's on yes. everyone's list. Mm-hmm. His psalm, Jennifer Knowles, is in here with I'm Tastes the, and Talk. the talks. general manager and beverage director. Yeah. Beverage general director. manager and, and beverage director. Okay, I did that wrong, too. Because I have is... a sommelier who will speak about, so I want to give him credit. I think yes. it's pretty fair to say I've effed up the whole thing here. <laughs> so far, no, so I think you're nailing it. We are. I think you're nailing it. So Whatever. Far. But speaking of nailing it, let's get to Mitch Berliner at Central Farm Markets and hear what he's got to say about the markets today. Are you there? I certainly am. You are. You, kid? you never fail me. You're always there. So what's going on at the markets today? It's just a gorgeous day. We've got thousands thousands of people, both at Mosaic Central Farm Market and Bethesda. We're loaded. So high to the 
season. I've said that the last few weeks, but it continues to be. We've got all kinds of apples and pears coming in, in addition to all kinds of plums, nectarines, peaches, corn, heirloom Good tomatoes, greens, you name it, live music. I've got a great group here in Bethesda playing jazz, a five-piece band. Wonderful. People are dancing. We're having fun. Are people really dancing? It's a little early in the morning yeah. for dancing. Are you kidding? We have distilleries here. They're drinking at night. You know what? <laughs> I will come out and do the frug and the boogaloo for you. How's that? <laughs> I'll be your partner. I don't care. So what's Let's coming up at some of the markets for next week, Mitch? Well, we pretty much got the same thing. I do want to talk about, uh, it's okay with you guys, our uh, baked Bethesda a pie. Right. And bake, uh, a baked Virginia pie, Fairfax a pie, big fundraisers for the food banks. Mm-hmm. And uh, the best thing to do is go online. Um, it's for amateurs only. We've got some really amazing judges, uh, cookbook authors, you name it. And uh, they'll be here judging uh, both contests. They're, both contests are taking place on Sunday in September. And uh, we have a category for sweet, a category for savory, and a category for kids 17 and under. Cool. So it's really a lot of fun. Oh, that sounds like fun. Okay, so where do people go? Where do people go to um, sign up for that? Thank you. Just go to centralfarmmarkets.com, and you'll see the application. It's only $5. The money goes, again, to the food banks. And then people can come and taste. And it's a dollar for taste for a pie. Okay, great. great. And that's great fun. Last year we raised a thousand. All right, and people go now. because not only are Central Farm Markets a lot of fun, they raise a lot of money and provide a lot of food to food banks where it's so really. So if you're needed. a pie baker, this is your moment. Amateur. This if you're is, an amateur. Is, is it true that pie are a right. square, Mitch? Okay. Um, that's Just say yes or no. Too much for me, you know. <laughs> okay, we got to go. Here we go. All right, Mitch. We'll, we'll see you. Bye, hon. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye, Bye buddy. All right, back to Jennifer Knowles, who is the general manager and beverage director at Mirabelle. I don't know why Nailed you guys it. got that screwed up. Nailed it. I want everybody out. You're all fired. All right, so what's a little background on you? Um. Well, my first job in the culinary world was at a Jesuit priesthood. I grew up half an hour southeast of Boston in a town called Cohasset. And they had Big a, drinking there? Yeah. Oh, so much drinking. They love to drink. Um, I went to UMass. All I did was drink. Well, yeah. You That's not have a lot did. in common with Jesuit priests then. How about that? <laughs> um, but uh, coincidentally, it was also the priest that taught at the universities in New England, and that was their summer retreat. Um, so they would have one room with a sink and a bed, and then they would go downstairs and drink and drink and drink. So mm. I started working there when I was 13 and became kind of the assistant to the the chef who was a cordon bleu chef and became her sous chef and learned how to sharpen knives and brunoise vegetables and, and all that stuff. And how did you end up in in wine? Well, that's the thing. They taught me all about the differences in booze they were drinking and the beers they were drinking, and I just got fascinated by it. So I started working in restaurants. Wait a minute. Is- um didn't they yeah. bring you to the Lord, too? <laughs> the, well, booze is the Lord. That's the idea. So um, so I started working in restaurants because I had already learned a lot about food and wine uh, as it was and fell in love with it. And I moved to San Francisco. I was a chemistry major in college. I uh, moved to San Francisco originally with the intention of going to UC Davis to study enology, to study winemaking, and decided I would work in some restaurants first to get my residency. And uh, the first restaurant I worked at was called MC Squared. It was owned by Adi Dossler, who's Mm -hmm. the namesake for Adidas. Uh, He is Adidas. Um, It was an Alsatian high-level French restaurant, and that's when I found out what a sommelier was. All right, now I'm going to rocket you forward to Mirabelle. Mm -hmm. Um, Give us like 30 seconds. on. You're you're on on and off 
throughout the whole sure, show. Sure. So we'll get back to it. But the wine program there and what you're yes. pouring first. So uh, myself and Carl Kuhn um, are running the wine program. He is the wine director. I'm the beverage director. Um, I also... Uh, oversee the bar program with Zach Faden. So with the wine program, when we uh, originally launched, it was uh, American and French wines only Mm -hmm. with a focus on French varieties. So we're going to keep that focus on French varieties, but we're going to move it into a little bit more of a global landscape. So seeing how those varieties have changed and moved around the globe, just how kind of in the same frame as how French cuisine and French techniques have moved around the globe. All right, so what's your first pour? So the first pour is uh, more of the classic French uh, style. This is uh, Marchantaz Merceau. Mm-hmm. It's 100% Chardonnay from the Merceau region of Burgundy. Uh, Merceaux are known to be bigger, fuller, richer wines. This is 2011, so it has some age to it as well. And a lot of people aren't as, um, don't have as much experience nope. with aged white wine. Um, but in Burgundy, it's really something that is uh, fairly delicious. common. Yeah, and it has that richness to it. It's not so, a big Chardonnay fan, so no, 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 that's, that's something not true. too. I'm not a big California Chardonnay fan. I love French Chardonnay, and I think that that's a really important um, distinction to make because yeah. there are a lot of different styles of Chardonnay all around the world, mm-hmm. and there are plenty of Chardonnays in California that anyone who blind tasted them would think they were from Burgundy. Okay. And there are certain styles that I think became really popular because that's what people wanted in the market. They wanted those bigger, richer, oakier, kind of lightly sweet shards. Okay, great. All right, on that note, we're going right. to hit some bagels. No, on that note, we're going to talk about bagels. So, Andrew Dana. And now I can finally have Who one. is the dough boy? Yeah. And whose timber pizza has hit the ball over the fence. Mm-hmm. So far, so good. So far, so good. Yeah. Now you're getting into bagels, and I will say... Being a bagel connoisseur that I, no that doubt. I am, most of the bagels, not all, but most of the bagels in D.C. are like pieces of bread with a hole in them. They suck. For sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been cheating and eating your bagels. <laughs> yeah. These do not suck. These okay, are delicious. Okay, so let's talk about your trajectory. How did you go from pizza to bagels? Uh, I, I went to grad school in New York and ate so much pizza and so many bagels <laughs> and moved back to D.C. where I'm from mm-hmm. and feel sort of the same way you do. Uh, and just miss pizza and bagels. So right. first we did pizza, and it went really, really, really well. It um, went exceedingly well. Yeah, we, I tell people it's gone better than best case scenario. Right. So um, <laughs> it's going well, and then we had the opportunity to open uh, a bagel shop, and we sort of ran with it. And I know, but we're, you just don't get an that opportunity. So easy. I know you just don't get an opportunity to open a bagel shop. Yeah. I mean, bagels are hard for sure. They're, I mean, you. You have? Do you have a commissary? Like, what are you doing? So we're open because you're going to be making. We're currently baking them out of timber in the middle of the night. Chef Danny is waking up at 3 a.m. and baking, and she's Mm -hmm. a warrior, and she is absolutely killing it. We're opening a brick and mortar in about three weeks, and it's going to have a huge production style kitchen, so we can supply the farmers markets and catering and the storefront. Mm -hmm. Um, But what can we talk about? What makes a good bagel? Yeah, for sure. But that's really where we I'll, want to go. Why yeah. should I so, eat your bagels? Well, one, we started recipe testing over a year ago. We okay. made bagels every week for a year. I ate probably 3,000 bagels in the last oh, year. Why didn't you call me? Okay. I should have next it. time. Um, and so what we did is there's basically New York-style bagels and Montreal-style bagels, and right. we liked aspects of both. And so what we tried to do. Montreal-style bagels are kind of sweet. They're sweeter, they're wood-fired, they're, they're a little denser. Mm-hmm. Um, so we took like what we like about a New York bagel, the chew, the sort of the, the exterior... Right, the and then we took what we liked about Montreal, the sweetness and the wood fire. So this mm-hmm. is a wood fired bagel. It has a little honey in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then That's sort great. of a classic uh, New York recipe the rest of the way. All right. Unsolicited testimonial because I've tried the bacon and mm-hmm. peanut butter. I've tried the is that salmon and cream cheese. Yeah. And that's and on a Zatar bagel. So man, keeping you on your toes. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Real good. 
Yeah, I mean, we have these insane lines at the farmers markets. It's going, it's going. You great. do have mm-hmm. insane lines at yeah. the farmers market. So let's talk about like the flavors mm-hmm. that you can. Like Zatar is not a classic bagel flavor. Yeah. I mean, we're trying to basically do what we did at Timber in that we're not trying to do gimmicky flavors, but mm-hmm. we're trying to keep it fresh and do some creative stuff. And a lot of this stuff is inspired by our time at the farmer's markets. We get our veggies at the farmer's market, so mm-hmm. it'll change seasonally just like Timber. Um, and then we're just making stuff that we like. Like well, Danielle and I love bacon and peanut butter. Let me mention we're so on we Facebook said. Live at Nikki Nellis, N-Y-C-C-I Nellis, and our daughter Tessa, the Hollywood film producer, is mm-hmm. our camera person today. But you can see these bagels, and they even look good yeah you know they they're beautiful very, very, very good. They awesome. are so very very good um can we talk about peanut butter and bacon and yeah. honey spread that's um i mean it's delicious but that's not normally a bagel topping for sure i mean peanut butter and bacon is definitely a combination that people do and we just said how do we take it to the next level so we're grinding our own peanuts we're cooking local bacon from liberty delights farm and then we're mixing it all together with honey mm-hmm. so it's sweet it's salty it's peanut buttery and oh it's, it's the bomb well all right we're gonna take a quick break when we come back i want to talk about sort of the production of the bagels mm-hmm. and um what's next for sure with that all right this is david and nikki nellis with foodie and the beast having we'll be bagels back. <laughs> having really good bagels we'll be back in just a sec all right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We're talking to Andrew Dana of Timber Pizza, but also of Call Your Mother, a Jewish-style deli. We've been talking about your bagels. But Wait, I... can we talk about the name? It's yeah. such a great name. How'd you guys come up with it? It took us, we had a lot of bad names. We almost named it Apples and Honey. We almost named it Red Rover. We were going down some dark rabbit holes. What the hell has that got to do I, exactly. with Exactly. We were in some dark places. Um <laughs> And then one day we were sitting around and we were like, what's some funny stuff a Jewish grandmother said, would yell call your, call mother. your mother. So I was like, you know, you should eat something. Put some meat on your bones. Mm-hmm. And somebody yelled, call your mother. Get and the sweater. whole table was laughing. And I said, mm-hmm. that's yeah, it. That's it. And we locked I love it, it. That's um, right. And corporations spend millions on naming conventions. <laughs> yeah, call your mother. All right. Whatever. So, so, okay. So, but this is in the former Alfie space. Yep. So is it a full functioning restaurant? It's going to be, I mean, it's order at the counter, sort of old school deli style. There's going to okay. be full bagel, bagel sandwiches, eggs, smoked salmon, the whole work, scrambled eggs. Are you guys eggs. doing your own smoked salmon? Or are you uh, we're getting it from Ivy City Smokehouse. Okay, everybody gets um, it from We're going to do donuts on the weekends, pastries. Mm-hmm. And then we're baking our own challah and rye. So we're going to have full sandwiches. Uh, and then we'll do some like some Jew-ish so tweaks on some classics. So uh, like, wait, so like with the challahs and stuff and mm-hmm. rye breads, like are you going to be doing stuff for... Um, the holidays? the holidays, like Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Sure. We're we're gonna miss this year's Rosh Hashanah because of construction delays. But okay. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do the You're whole, gonna rock the whole that? thing. Because there's really nobody. I was hoping to miss it too, but it looks like we're going to services. <laughs> well, <so>. I mean, <laughs> Alex Levin does you know some stuff <clears throat> yeah. for the holidays, but like that's it. Yeah, well, no, we're gonna do for the, the Jewish community. It's really amazing. We're gonna do the whole thing, um, and then we're also gonna have a supper club at nighttime. So four nights a week, twenty seats, wow. all communal style. Cool. Um, some oh, of them I would are love more to do Jewish some lounge than entertaining. Yeah. Come on, everybody sing Hava right, Nagila. Come in. on. We're, you're hired. Done. <laughs> My God. So, um, and can who's we... going to be cooking that? So, Daniela is, uh, you know, chef and partner at Timber, and she's going to be the same at, uh, at Call Your Mother. Okay. So, we're doing a fried chicken dinner. We're doing a Peking duck dinner because Jews and Chinese food is a right. thing. Uh, it we're going to do like a, a New York style pizza dinner. So, it's sort of our opportunity to try a new style of pizza. And then the most Jewish thing we're doing is we're doing my grandmother's uh, brisket dinner. So it's Shirley's brisket dinner will be one of the supper clubs. Oh, my God. That's nice. so much yeah, fun. So it'll be good. Nice. That's great. But, <laughs> but again, if I want just walk through the front door, I'm going to be able to get a bagel with an egg and a Whatever and you want. We salmon you. And, and all that stuff. Okay. But that is great. What's the address? 3301 mm-hmm. Georgia Avenue, Northwest. Call your mother. Parkview. 
corner spot is popping off. That's mm-hmm. great. And these bagels, again, uh, unsolicited testimonial. They're great. And I mean, Timber they're... Pizza is worth the wait. Yeah, you have to is. wait on mine, but it's worth it. There it is. Right. It looks worse than it is. It moves fast. That's what <laughs> it's I tell true. Everybody. Well, it's pizza. It yeah. goes fast, right? I was just thinking also with the bagels and things, like when are you going to stop people from getting in line? Because I feel like these things are going to go yeah. blocks and blocks and blocks. Well, we're there 24-7 if we have to be. And you're at the farmer's markets now, yeah. right? We, we've All been the at the farmer's markets the last like five months. Right. The Silver Spring, DuPont, and USDA. We had cool. 50 people in line before we opened today. It's Amazing. Today, Washington, tomorrow, Zavarold. Or the bagel. All right, cool. All right, thanks so much. All right, let's go back to Jennifer. So now you poured a rosé, correct? I did, yes. Um, So this is uh, the Bluestone Vineyard Rosé from the Mm -hmm. Shenandoah Valley. Mm -hmm. Um, So one of the greatest parts about coming back to the East Coast, I'm, I'm originally from Boston, as I said, and I came back to the East Coast from San Francisco to take the wine director position at the end of Little Washington, And on my way cross country, I was called by the PR director, Rachel Hayden, and told that I was going to be going on a wine tour with the First Lady of Virginia to a bunch of Virginia wineries. And I had no idea how unbelievable the wine industry was here, how burgeoning it had become. And so did some research on the fly, fell in love with the wines the day I went on the trip. And then really immerse myself as much as I could in um, the Virginia wine culture. So this is the Bluestone Vineyard Rosé. It is predominantly their estate Cabernet Franc. Mm-hmm. One of the parts of the Shenandoah Valley that's really exciting. Where in the Shenandoah is it exactly? Um, so I'm not sure exactly because I don't know the Shenandoah Valley as well. I know more of the other regions. Please allow me to check and I'll get back to you on our next segment. Mm-hmm. Oh, How about that? <laughs> a subtle. Well, have you, can you be on next week? Okay. Sure, no problem. Right. Um, I'm just going to be in the corner for most yeah, yeah, of these yeah, from yeah, now yeah. on, sure so, just so you know. What a wallflower um, you are. Exactly, yeah. um, but one of the parts of the Shenandoah that's really amazing is the, the soil structure. It's this green limestone and quartz. It's amazing drainage. It's got great wind flow. And in Virginia, that's really important because it's humid. It's warm. It's hot. Um, and in order for the vines to really flourish and be able to make great um, have great wine grapes, they need to have a balance of acidity and structure as well as sugar and tannin. Um, so here we have a dry rosé. I think it has a really nice earthiness. It's got a little bit of spicy tone from the Cabernet Franc, um, but really lovely uh, white cherry, red cherry notes and awesome acidity as well. Um, so it just makes it a, a beautiful food wine, but I think it's also delicious just to it is drink delicious. on it. It's, it's a gulpable wine for sure. Cool. All right, and great. Nikki is our resident rosé expert. So. I just like rosé. Do you like it? I love it. It's Good. delicious. Okay, Excellent. okay great. All, All right, right. So now we're going to go from that to Texas Day Brazil. Uh, Courtney, are you on the phone? Yes, I sure Hi, am. Hi, Courtney. So how are you? Hi, Courtney. How are you? Uh, Courtney Good. is uh, Courtney Bond is uh, Texas State Brazil's event manager, and her team is in the studio putting food in front of us. It looks like a banquet here. Um, well, hi. First of all, can you kind of give us an overview of the of the concept? Because Texas and Brazil are not exactly next to each other, and we want to understand what you have in mind there. Oh no, of course. Um, with Texas State Brazil, we are a Brazilian churrascaria or steakhouse. So mm-hmm. We're actually blending Brazilian cuisine along with Texas hospitality for a Rodizio-style experience, um, which I don't know if either one of you had had a chance to dine at a Rodizio-style experience before, Mm -hmm. but it just means continuous dining. So it's an all-you-can-eat concept where you actually help yourself to our expansive salad area, and then our gauchos or meat carvers actually come with skewers of meats to your table. So 
quite an exciting experience. You must mm-hmm. definitely have to come hungry. Ha- have either one of you dined at one before? No, we haven't. That's not true. No? Okay. We, have. we have. We have. Of course we have. Yes, we have. At Texas Day oh. Brazil? Yes. When they first opened. Oh, you but know that's what not, we did. It's not a priority. But that's you know, okay. my life is so exciting. I can barely remember what I did, you know, last <laughs> no night. But yeah. I do now. I remember. You will get to taste a little bit of that to jog your memory here shortly mm-hmm. with everything that the team has for you, which is quite exciting. Spread. Um, I know that one of my favorites, well, two of my favorites that you have is going to be our sausage, which is especially made for Texas Day Brazil, and then also our garlic picanha, which is the garlic version of our house specialty cut, mm-hmm. which is going to be made with the homemade garlic paste that we do in-house. Well, so can we talk about the um, the process for the foods and then what it's like when you're there? Because it is an original experience. It's like a when, theater experience. Right, when you go in for something like that. Oh, yeah. So the dining experience itself, um, you know, upon arrival, you're going to be greeted by our hostess, get brought back to the table where you will see our um, large salad area along with our beautiful flower arrangement there on top. I know that that is a staple that guests are always kind of amazed by as they come in. Um, And then under that, you've got over 50 different items, which is going to range from sushi to salmon, shrimp. We've got... I mean, where does sushi fit in with all this? How does sushi wind up on the menu? Well, we really like to have a good variety um, you know, it's a state. That's an understatement. You realize that. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> so that is one of the items that we really wanted to cater for a little bit of everyone. Um, mm-hmm. So the salad area doesn't just have traditional um, Brazilian dishes. It's going to have dishes from a little bit of everywhere on there. Okay. And then what about the, the, the gap, like the grilling meats and all of that? Oh, yes. Yeah. So the gauchos um, are actually, of course, the stars of the show. Um, our gauchos use the time-honored method of grilling over natural wood charcoal, and then we season our meats or our beef specifically in the Brazilian tradition of being coated with rock salt, which shares in the juices and adds flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're able to do a little bit less salt or more salt depending on your taste buds once they start bringing it around. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have our picanha, which is, of course, our health specialty cut. That's the top part of the top sirloin. And we have about 16 cuts of meat that we grill um, each evening. Okay. So everything from lamb chops to filet to chicken breast wrapped in bacon. And how do you pace the menu? Because it is, there's so much food and so much offering. How do you go about pacing it so that people don't fill up too quickly? And that they can, you oh, know, yeah. that they're not in and out in like 15 minutes. Although well, maybe, also how the, well, you know, maybe you want that. It's, it's, you know, it's you go at your own pace. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's a good thing. Um, I guess in a bad thing at the same time, depending on how you look at it. Um, you know, with the disc, it's actually how you control the meat flow. Mm-hmm. Um, one side of your disc is red, one side is green. So whenever you're ready for the meat service, you would simply flip that to green. Mm-hmm. It'll signal our meat carvers to come by. And then whenever you need a breaker, you've had enough, you turn it back over to red. So you do go at your own pace. Mm-hmm. Um, you can head to the salad area as many times as you would like. And then if you have a specific cut that you just really want to continue to see back, all you have to do is let a gaucho or your server know, and we can continue to get that yeah. over to you. Okay. I want to compliment the people you have in here who have laid a... Uh, They've put out quite a feast. Quite a feast. Um, yes, I guess my diet will start tomorrow. <laughs> paleo is not working for start today. Well, actually, you could probably really do but paleo there. You know what's interesting? One of the, one of the most basic components 
Don't but put that food like in your this. mouth when no, you're asking a question. No, I'm not going to put food in my mouth. Okay. It, are, are the Thank black you. beans. And black beans are actually, from my perspective, they're hard to get right. And you guys have nailed it here. With These are delicious. Oh, you know, yeah. Usually, well, um, some people make them, they're too mushy or they're too hard. These are perfect. Okay. And the meats are great. The steak is great. Okay. So... We're right. not yep. a review show, but Jasmine, go ahead. Right. I'm just saying, it's okay. good food. <laughs> I mean, I'm the only, uh, that's why I'm here is to okay. try things. Uh, yeah, um, that's our feijoada that you're speaking of. Um, it's our Brazilian black beans. So traditionally, um, you would put that over our jasmine rice. And then we also have something called farofa on the hot side of our salad area. Um, it's yuca flour, but think of it more of like a Brazilian breadcrumb. Mm-hmm. And then you also add Brazilian vinaigrette, which I know that you have there in, in your spread. Yes. Traditionally, of course, that is a salad dressing. However, I personally very much enjoy it with our chicken, um, with our sausage. And then again, also on top of the rice and beans with the fish water. So a little, little inside tip there. Okay, good to know. And then also, um, they brought us in a cocktail as well. Is there a fully fleshed out cocktail program? Oh, my gosh. Our cocktail program is fantastic. Um, what you've got in front of you is our caipirinha. Mm-hmm. Oh, Daddy cocktail. loves caipirinha. Yes. Mm-mm-mm. So you've had one before. They're tiny but powerful, so they will definitely get you where you want to go after a long day of work or, mm-hmm. or play. Um, and then... <laughs> So our caipirinha, it's fresh lime and sugar mixed together with um, Brazilian sugar cane spirit, cachaza, which is a little bit more similar to a rum, a little more bite to it, like a tequila. Mm-hmm. And then we have different flavors that are available, coconut, mango, strawberry. And we also have pomegranate flavor, which we use palma, the pomegranate liqueur mm-hmm. in with it, which is fantastic. All right, um, well, and then we have happy hour. So that's Monday through Friday from 4.30 to 6. And then we even have a patio there in D.C. that you can enjoy here since the weather is so nice. All right. Well, unfortunately, we got we to gotta go. But will you tell everybody where to find Texas Day Brazil in, uh, in Washington? Oh, of course. We're in the Mount Vernon Triangle neighborhood um, right down the street from Million Park. Excellent. All right. All right. Thank you so much. Well, thanks this is so much. It's delicious. Thank you. My God, they just brought pie. Pie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Yes, you enjoy it. We have to see you again soon. Right. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we've got more for you. All right. We're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. So before we get back to the show, I just want to quickly thank our sponsors, uh, the folks at Central Farm Markets, the fabulous market at River Falls in downtown Potomac. If you're grilling, Barbecuing this weekend uh, for Labor Day, whatever, mm-hmm. get over there. Uh, Profish, our good buddies there, and Meat Crafters. Well, I mean, earlier Andrew from Call Your Mother said that they'll be carrying Ivy City smoked fish, and Ivy City is a That's sponsor. That's the only place to carry it from. I know. Their stuff is amazing. I say it's the only place. It's the only place. It's the so, only place. Now, mm-hmm. andiamo in Italia, va bene. Andiamo. <laughs> All right. Daniele Catalani. Buongiorno. Is, is a real Buongiorno. Italian. Uh, you know him. I mean, you know him from lots of places. Uh, uh, but uh, you knew him, but he's always under the radar. Well, he's the guy in the back, but but most prominently, he was with Roberto Dono at Galileo. You yes. backed up Roberto on Iron Chef, right? Yeah, the first season, uh, we um, you know we lost, but uh, we, right. uh, we don't really. Uh, yeah. When you win the James Beard but award, I remember but, that. No, we, we had a great experience. We, I cut myself also. I come. It was a it was a disaster, but we had. But let me keep going you know, because now experience. he's got Cucina Alvolo. Right. Yes, yes. And in the Mount Vernon, also in the Mount Vernon uh, area, correct? Where are uh, you? Well, we uh, we started. Well, we started the farmers market actually three yeah. years ago, mm-hmm. uh, fourteen and you and Bloomingdale, and then we opened up our first store at Union Market, 
mm-hmm. uh, went very well. But let's talk about what it what the concept was because yeah. David keeps calling you pizza, but you're like well, sandwiches. Yes, You've got a lot going on. Got turned out so many times because we actually started. I was thinking not to be involved in restaurants anymore. So what? And, yes. So we. I sold Vergonia. my. I sold my uh, restaurant. Uh, what was it? Five years ago now, Toscana Cafe. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was. My plan was to uh, to do a, a pasta uh, manufacture company because mm-hmm. uh, I guess there's no pasta man- true local pasta manufacturer. No, there's so. none here in DC. No, so you got chefs my, make their own, like Nick makes his own, right? But yeah, well, so that's what my plan was, kind of like sell it to uh, to stores, to uh, uh, restaurants as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, and then what we did actually the first year, the first year we were producing out of a uh, Union Kitchen, mm-hmm. we had a little spot um, with my nephew Matteo. Hi, Matteo. Uh, Matteo, they this came from Italy. Matteo. Uh, Daniele's so uh, this partner very crime, proud Matteo, this pizza, just brought very in. Proud. Tess, can you get in tight on pizza this? Pizza with prosciutto yeah. and well, no, mozzarella, see? Mozzarella, we would make our own mozzarella. Oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> Matteo's like, I'll take yes. the bagel. Oh, <laughs> God. It's so gorgeous. And what's so, that? Ricotta and, and... That's mozzarella, prosciutto, cotto, and mushroom. Accidenti. Look at and that. And salame piccante. Oh, right. my God. Well, All right. talk to these okay, guys. Okay, so right. Unikitchen. Unikitchen, we started there. Right. And we... With Matteo, uh, so we we started doing these two farmers market going very well. We I was That's not really uh, aware of the uh, the farmers market because from a chef, you know, you don't really get the chance to. But right. uh, I really discovered the farmers market being a very cool and very important uh, piece of the community. Well, let's well not only up. that. I mean, I would assume when you were starting the business, it's more like an incubator. So like every week, yeah. you're you're seeing people and they're being like. I love this, yes, more of this, exactly. less and of that, it's, right? It's all the old energy the the uh, the Union Kitchen kind of gave us mm-hmm. and, uh, because it's part of this uh, very young... Um, yeah, it's an incubating service, exa- right, exactly. exactly. And, uh, young ideas, and uh, actually when we met uh, Timber, we were in the same... We started right. together. I want to go yeah. back a little because you're from Pistoia, which Pistoia. is outside Florence. Yeah. And Matteo, you're from... Wh- did you guys Pistoia. know each yep. other yep. there or was yep. that yep. just... My nephew. Different? Oh, your nephew. Uncle nephew. nephew. Uncle nephew, Tim. Tim. Oh no, my your God. Italian is impeccable. By <laughs> <way>. <laughs> I've been practicing this fake accent all morning. Zio nepote, zio nepote. So talk about the broader menu. Let's get into everything that you and, see. And yeah. you have so, four brick and mortars, right? Right three. now. Three, well, it's three, going to be four. It's, it's going, going to be four. Yes. And we have three shops, uh, one in Baltimore. Okay. And in uh, Union Market. Union Market. And, uh, Boston is Boston. the next Boston. step. Right, but for, then don't uh, you also, you have some, don't What's the one in um, Adams, Adams, Morgan. Adams Morgan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That is store number one, actually. That's, That's store where, number one. And then okay. we open up in Cleveland Park, Trattoria, uh-huh. and then we open up this pizza uh, place in the Metro Center. Okay. By uh, the World so is the Wait, so is theater. each location a different iteration kind of, of what you're doing? Kind of, yes. Okay, yes. so we, explain what each one is like. We try to do, okay, the, um, well, the, 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 the pasta shops like Union Market and Baltimore and eventually Boston, they're going to be just pasta shop that we manufacture pasta and kind of pick your pasta, pick your sauce. Mm-hmm. But we just do pasta. Right. And then the Osteria is more... Um, well, wait a minute. Now, how will you, will you, will you cook the pasta 
Well, they meal. do it. They yes. have it. Yeah, it will be both retail the, and, co- and uh, it's ready to be food. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm just saying. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yep, I yep, mean, yep. you're talking to and, uh, and two cooks. And I why a pasta is going to be always identical because we use this extrusion uh, system that nobody really does in the city. We are the, we're the only one. What is it? Basically, uh, we use these machines that uh, the, the dough gets uh, pushing through these bronze dice, mm-hmm. and they're, they're, they're from Italy. And these bronze dice, they give the uh, pasta this rough te- uh, texture where the sauce stick much better oh, than, to the, sauce. than, the, the, than to the, the pasta. pasta. Yeah. Because of and like we, the ridges or whatever? Yeah, because the, uh, the, 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 the roughness of the, of the dice. Well, you have... It's not as processed as it yeah, would it's from other like, machine. Right, right, right. I get so it. So I want to ask this because we discovered I had never, I lived in Italy. I'd never had peachy before, which is like a much thicker, Spaghetti you'll pardon me, everybody. It looks like a great big fat worm and it's unbelievable. It's like eating yeah. pasta meat. That is with, that is actually what we're serving at the Osteria and oh, the yeah. Trattoria with yeah, uh, right. uh, one of our favorite uh, duck favorite sauces. Nice. Cacio oh. pepe, the so duck ragu. So where do you get wild boar? Uh, where to get? Where did? Was it Cuccinelli? Right? What no, is no, it? No, in no. Chingale. 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 Chingale is the right wing. Sorry, the right wing. Attorney General, of former right wing. You're hundred percent right. No, no, no. Chingale. Somebody should eat a Cuccinelli. Yeah, we had. You know, as like being from Tuscany, we had to have Chingale. Of course. Like every, if you go to Pistoia or around the area, you know they. Every restaurant. Yeah, but there's wild boar. We were in Sardinia and we had wild boar that had been shot two days you know, before. I mean, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We, we even do gelato with chingano. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's sick. That's a perversion of my just Italian kidding. heritage, which I don't have. I'm just kidding. But yes, so we had to add that. And the, the peach here, very good pasta that goes with that sauce. This so, is all so but good. But it just seems like you have so much going on. So which, yes. where is the pizzas? I know so you can get pizza, that. Okay. Yeah. The pizza, I'm very proud to say that I'm the first here in D.C. to bring this concept. Because the pizza is actually from Rome. This mm-hmm. is like a true uh, Roman style pizza. Right, because it's square. It's square. Mm-hmm. And then the dough, it's fermented yeah. 72 hours. That's what gives the uh, the slice, because we, we sell it by the slice. Right. We give it like this very, very light taste. Okay. And so the first time I went to Rome, you would go into a pizza shop, and yeah. it would be big trays, square trays, yes. and they would slice it, and then they would put them together like same a sandwich, thing. right? Yeah. Like same, a calzone. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same thing. Some, some of them we do that. Some of them we just... Uh, served by the slice, right? But, yeah, that's the uh, one of the. But you don't deliver, the... right? Well, we we do cater. <laughs> we cater a lot, and then uh, we join the um, third party delivery. That's awesome. Oh, we should the, have them cater my funeral. Okay, That'll be great. That's fun. right. There we go. <laughs> Check box checked. Now I don't have to plan that part. <laughs> no, Easy, done. Right. We'll this set that up really now. Right? Sure, It'll be all good. Okay, good. <laughs> so if it, when why I go, for, she'll have enough money to pay you. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> He's worth more, Dad. Um, so um, tell me about the fermenting process. Why? Yeah, why, so why do so uh, much for that? The uh, well, it's the original. First, it's the original recipe. But uh, mm-hmm. what happened in, through um, during this fermentation? The yeast is the uh, the only gluten uh, protein, which is I mean the only protein, which is the gluten. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the seventy-two hours, the almost no gluten left so it's actually 85 percent gluten free oh. wow 
So people probably won't be, not believe me, but right. it is. I believe it is. you. Okay. I He's believe you. English with an Italian accent. So <laughs> right. You had me at hello, at buongiorno. Um, and, and what about when you were talking about, so how does that change the texture when it's cooking? Like, how do you cook it? How is it different? Well, like, what we, are you guys stretch, doing that's so different? The dough is extremely, extremely wet. Right. So it's very... Well, without the gluten, I'm sure it doesn't have the same yeah, elasticity, and then, right? It, well, and also because it's 85%, uh, we use 85% hydration. So it's very, very liquid, very, mm-hmm. very wet. Mm-hmm. And what we do, we uh, we just use a lot of flour to stretch it. Mm-hmm. Basically, we don't, we we can't even we, we pull it because it, you can't even roll it with a rolling pin or mm-hmm. because it's totally different uh, procedure. And then we put into these um, uh, it's called black iron uh, pans, and then we just bake it to, in these you know in these um, uh, deck ovens. Mm-hmm. And then for like very quick, you know, the the oven is very hot. Is the kitchen open? Can we see all this? The kitchen yes. is open. So yeah, that's cool. Wow, that I'm is sorry. very cool. Yeah. And pizzas are served at which location? Pizzas is served at the um, Metro Center location right. only. Okay. All right. And then pastas are at the all 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 the locations. Okay. Pizza. We do pizza. Pasta we do at the pizzeria too. Okay. And then can we talk about your sandwiches? Because sandwiches. that's what I used to see at the farmer's market at Fresh yes. Farm. You guys yeah. used to do these we, like crazy sandwiches. We're still doing it. We're still right? Doing it. Mateo. So, Come on, Matteo. Tell us about the sandwiches. Absolutely. Matteo, are you the genius behind this whole thing? <laughs> <laughs> one of them. One mm-hmm. of them. So yeah, uh, the again, like we started our company at the farmers markets, and uh, that's what gave us all the exposures that we got. That's what like actually like helped us out creating this brand, and like uh, that we're very very proud. And uh, we started just with the pasta as a pasta company concept, but we saw that mm, there was you know more demanding for ready to eat food, and since cooking pasta offsite it's a little bit challenging. We mm-hmm. were like, oh, how about we start introducing a few of the classic Italian sandwiches that no one's doing? So mm-hmm. okay. we started with our uh, porchetta sandwich, the true brains right. of the operation, mm-hmm. right porchetta here. sandwich, and uh, we started. Uh, I mean, everybody talks about that porchetta sandwich. We, st- we started doing uh, introducing our sandwiches sandwiches at the foggy bottom farmers market the first season mm-hmm. and we had this huge cast iron grill which we were you know like cooking a whole pig on site and uh, that definitely gave us a lot of exposure and people started like a lot of rumor as well like people started talking a lot about us and uh mm-hmm. no it's fine go ahead oh, we, gonna keep going? right. we might as well we'll take the All break right. and then we'll get george on the phone okay. and then we'll end with um jen All right. and it's a very fluid show right <laughs> that <laughs> was definitely like a, a big hit we were not expecting to uh, surpass the pasta sales with the sandwiches so now at the farmers market we're known for the sand as the sandwich people yes. and like we have the pasta shops as well so mm-hmm. it's definitely we're carrying these two projects both at the same time and uh now this which is the second season of the farmers market with the sandwiches we introduced two more now we do the classic meatballs and uh eggplant parm as well and they're both doing very awesome. well as well. But yeah, the the Yum. porks, the porchetta, the pork sandwiches is what we're famous for at the market. It markets. is true, absolutely. All right, so we're going to wrap up with you guys. Thank you both so much for joining us today. Just tell everybody where they can find you, please. Yes, we Adams Morgan, uh, Austria al Volo, and then we have the Trattoria al Volo in Cleveland Park, mm-hmm. uh, Pizzeria uh, in Metro Center, mm-hmm. Union Market. Our pasta shop, and then Baltimore, uh, the um, Mount Mount Vernon Vernon Marketplace. 
and then eventually Boston. Boston. Someday Boston. 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 2019. Someday. 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 We're, we're, we're waiting on the we're waiting on the mall. Okay. Great. Well, thank you both for joining All us today. Thank so you. excited. Thank you, thank you guys thank so you much. Thank you so much for having us. This, this, this is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec. All right. We're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We're going to talk about something that uh, uh, a big fundraiser mm-hmm. uh, annually that a lot of people on the East Coast might not be aware of, the Sonoma County Wine Auction. We've got George Hamill of Hamill Family Wines on the phone. George, are you there? I am here. Good morning. Good really good morning for you. Yeah, it is a good <laughs> morning. Really there. Wakey, wakey. <laughs> uh, so, George, why don't we start off? Let's talk a little bit about your vineyard and your family's relationship with the Sonoma County wine community. Sure. So, we, um, about four years ago, um, my wife Pam and I and two of our sons, George and John, um, completed construction on a winery on 125 acres here in the heart of Sonoma Valley, which is in Sonoma County, obviously, and um, and have our own, uh, you know, have been involved with the Sonoma County Vintners for the past several years, as well as the uh, the annual Sonoma County Wine Auction. But you're you're a local, aren't we're, you? Spent a lot of time here in the D.C. area, didn't you? Yes, both my wife and I are military brats whose fathers retired after stints at the Pentagon, so we grew up in Northern Virginia. And what, what led you to Sonoma County? <laughs> that's a, that's a, it's a long story. I was in the investment business for most of my career, which took me to, from Northern Virginia to Richmond, Virginia, to Naples, Florida, and then to San Francisco. And, and Sonoma's about an hour north of uh, San Francisco, and you can be crossing the Golden Gate Bridge, and it's 58 degrees in the summer, and within 10 minutes, it's 90 degrees and sunny. So, yeah, our, <laughs> so oldest, our oldest son uh, ended up in Silicon Valley, and uh, we're never going to pry him out of there. Yeah, so no, I, I don't think there's so. There's an allure there. Um, but so your family, um, your wines, you are using uh, biodynamic practices? We are completely biodynamic on uh, roughly 100-plus acres of which we farm, yes. Wow. And so let's talk a little bit about this event that is coming up in some of these auction items because sure. the fires last year were really devastating and this is going to help those who were harmed by the fire, correct? Yes, correct. A little bit of history. So um, okay. last year, Barbara Banke, um, Jackson Family Wines, was the, uh, was the chair of the auction and we raised a record of $5.2 million mm-hmm. um, during the auction weekend of which you know distributions over the course of the past several years have gone to 100 plus different nonprofits here in Sonoma County. Um so we feel like we these nonprofits have be, have uh have begun to count on us for uh a portion of their budgets with the money we raised. Sure. But we also last year you know we had the devastating wildfires and they're back in the news again mm-hmm. in you know this year but um, more than 5,000 homes in Sonoma County were lost in the fires last year, including including my our, our own, my wife and my and so we want to do. Wait, you lost your home as well? Yes. yes. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, and um, and so we it, it kind of helped us coalesce around um, helping others, and and particularly with a focus on affordable housing. Mm-hmm. So this year. Um, the raise the paddle moment in the auction is going to all be for um, for Sonoma County's revival with an emphasis on affordable housing here. Wow, that's amazing. And what are some of the things that are being auctioned this year? Because it's usually an incredible auction. That's why you raise so much money. Yes, well, you know, in addition to several 
you know, great wine lots, like 50 mag- large formats, uh, either magnums or three liters, and the Sonoma County Vintners Board have put together a 100-bottle collection. We also have great experiences that go with wine. For example, if you've never been to Wimbledon and you want to go see the Wimbledon finals, have dinner with a former Wimbledon champion. I mean, you say that like everybody gets to go to Wimbledon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going. Unless Serena's wearing that cat suit, I'm not going. Sorry. <laughs> Well, in addition to that, you get to Verite, which is a Jackson family wine brand and probably the most celebrated um, wine perhaps in the world. They've had more 100-point scores than any other winery. Mm-hmm. There's a collection of Verite wines that go along with a trip to Wimbledon. Yeah, Well, that Ver- sounds like a pretty good auction. And what does something like that normally go for in the auction? Well, last year, I think the highest auction lots was a Kentucky Derby trip, perhaps, that went for 240000 There was a New York trip with backstage passes to um, to several plays uh, that also went um, for that kind of money. We have about forty auction lots. The average um, is about forty five thousand dollars auction lot, and there are great local wine packages. There are great trips, Lake Como, Verite, I mean, uh, Wimbledon, those type of things. Mm -hmm. And there are other combinations of experiences where there's a a trip involved or a great item, but also great wine associated. And we can do all of that online even from here. You want to tell everybody how to check out the auction? Well, we, we unfortunately, we can't really do that online. This is one where you got to come, but we're trying to make it as enticing as possible mm-hmm. um, to come. Uh, on Thursday night, it's, it, it, it runs from Thursday, September 20th through Saturday, September 22nd. The okay. auction is all day on Saturday, but on Thursday night, we actually, well, we, uh, well, 5,000 homes were born, burned in Sonoma County. Only one Sonoma County winery um, was lost at last year's fires. It's called Paradise Ridge, mm-hmm. and we're having a big, big tent revival party there on Thursday night. And we're calling it modestly the best party ever. Okay. Um, and uh, and and it overlooks um, it overlooks much of Sonoma County, but also Fountain Grove and Coffee Park, two of the communities that were most hard hit by. Um, by uh, by the fires. But we're going to have, I think there's something like 40 wineries there that are going to be pouring wines. There's going to be a number of Sonoma County's best chefs with food going there. We've got an 11-piece band from Atlanta, Georgia coming in that plays Motown covers better than the Motown originals. <laughs> All right, so George, having... unfortunately... We have to wrap you we up. We have to wrap the show's about to end, but will you please give everybody the web address so they can go have a look at what they should then get a plane ticket for? Right, so that yeah. everybody should go out to this event because yeah. it sounds amazing. auction. Excellent. Thanks, George. Thanks for your time this morning. Best of luck, too. appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. Bye. All right, let's go into more wine. Well, let's go to Sonoma County. Too. I know. We should, All right, so where Jennifer, was our invite there? Yeah. Yeah, didn't you want Foodie and the Beast there broadcasting live? <laughs> I guess not. Oh, well. Jennifer, uh, uh, what did you just pour? Um, well, first I want to get back to my please allow me to check about um, yes. Bluestone Vineyards. So they are in west. They are west of Bridgewater on the hill above Jordan Stretch. Oh, I know where that is. Do you? Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. no idea. He has no idea. That's what I, I I'm pretty sure you could drop a pin there. <laughs> right. Um, you know, thanks no, for asking me and putting me on the spot. The last person to know who that, who, where that was, except for the, the, the vineyard owner, is Stonewall Jackson. He knew that. <laughs> well, it's an old dairy farm, so they probably knew too. But mm. um, Okay, so the last thing you poured. So the last thing I poured is a red wine from Chile. Um, I pour it by the glass. All of these wines are available by the glass at Mirabel Restaurant, by the mm-hmm. way, at 916th Street Northwest. Shameless yes. plug. Uh, no, thanks, no, no, no. We we're going to get there. We we're going to be said. So figured I'd put it in. But now um, you said when you opened that. That's right. So this is the DiMartino Cinso, 
which is normally a really outstanding alternative to Pinot Noir. It's medium bodied. It's got bright red fruits. It's from a very, very uh, from a, a region in the south of Chile that has a lot of influence uh, from the mountains called the Itata Valley. Uh, it's brought in by Broadbent Selections by Bartholomew, Broad, uh, Bartholomew Broadbent. Um, it's from a single vineyard. It's really lovely. However, um, I did not bring backups of these wines. And I should have because what? when I pulled the cork, I smelled the cork and there was obviously something wrong with it. So uh, we decided to use this as a educational as a, as a chance to talk about, yes, about cork what wine. are called corked wines, um, a flaw that can occur from um, something called uh, trichloranosol 246. There's also 135. Um, and it is uh, typically uh, made from the interaction of chlorine, alcohol and water. And there's no way to know whether it's going to happen. It is not a winemaker's fault. You mm -hmm. don't know that it has occurred until the wine has been opened unless there is a TCA outbreak in the winery or in the cellar, okay. at which point that is on them. But when it's just from the cork itself, um, so there's a lot of people who say the cork doesn't matter, it doesn't tell anything. Um, for me, there's something about the cork that I think is very important, and not only that it you know, can have very important information on it, especially if it's an older wine, making sure that it's the right cork for the right bottle. But I was taught from my mentor, Larry Stone, that you smell every cork. And the reason for that is when a cork doesn't smell right, you can pick it up right away because you're constantly smelling you corks can smell that the don't smell like anything. Right. But, so, but what about the wine? So let's say you're not given the cork when you sit down at a restaurant and the wine comes... I mean, sometimes people just think they don't like a wine. That's right. And that's the, that's the hardest part about this. Okay. Because if you you can just let go of an entire variety or an entire winemaker because you've been served a bad wine. So always ask questions if you don't like a wine. Okay. Always speak up and say something. Great. Okay. Tell right. everybody where they can uh, find you. Yes. Where is Mirabel? 916th Street Northwest on the corner of I, a block from Lafayette Square and the White House. Last okay. time I was there, I had a killer meal. I'm yeah. so happy. With a great Can't guy. wait to have you come back. All Excellent. right. So... Every, we had a fun show. A lot this of food. This was a fun show. Everybody uh, left, and we just have a ton of food. That's right. <laughs> How the hell with them? Who needs them? Um, everything you heard about on the show today and saw on Facebook Live, you can find on Nikki's website, thelistareyouonit.com. Mm -hmm. Follow her on Twitter. Follow her on Instagram. Uh, follow her on WTOP Live every Thursday at 1240. And, and now I'm, you can start seeing me with uh, oh, Major yeah. Garrett. Yeah, she's going to be on with Major Garrett. On his Garrett's. Takeout Podcast as yes, well. Yes, right. Boy, she's a big star. I'm doing lots of little things. Uh, just a... Don't get an attitude. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I'm done. Well, we want to thank everybody for joining us today. We did have a really fun and full studio. Next week, we're off because it is Labor Day, but we'll be back the following oh, week. And tune into fullserviceradio.org tomorrow because we have another show yes. online that's going to be awesome. It is. That's actually with Mitch uh, Berliner from Central Farm Markets. So uh, thank you all for joining us today. Uh, we hope you have a delicious week. <laughs>